0: Welcome to this episode of Every Damn Day. I'll be joined in a second by Kevin Broccoli. Uh, Kevin, I just want to jump right into it because you saw this and I didn't. Uh, HBO had the docuseries on Q, uh, QAnon. I did not see it, although you know I am fascinated with the topic. So did you watch the six part
1: series? Well, so to be in the interest of total disclosure, I'm only four episodes into the six part series, because if you watch more than one episode a day, your brain shrivels into a peanut. Um, (laughs) You can only take so much at a time. I will say I have developed a strange attraction to the son of the man running the 8chan site, which just goes to show you my taste in men is questionable. Holy Um, shit he's let me tell you he he's got some he's he's, there's something about him probably the fact that he's insane um
0: now the son in the end is the one that they kind of suspect is actually Q
1: right well the thing is you know the I won't say it's a problem with the documentary but at the end of each episode they make almost an like an unbeatable case that a different person is Q And so, like, by the end, you're like, but wait, like, you've you've made the case so well, but you've made it for five different people. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Q, they also say that Q might be, like, multiple people, there might be many Qs, um, P's and Qs, it's just, it's all over the place. Um, But kudos to this documentary uh, maker, because... The work that he had to do, I mean, the work on this and the things that this man must have had to look at and research is insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the whole the whole story is crazy. Firstly, just the idea behind it is crazy that there were all these, there are mili- probably, I don't know, would you say millions of people that believe this theory that this is a high ranking? It's millions, it's, right? Isn't
1: it millions?
0: I think it's like millions of people. So just the premise of it, the fact that millions of people, at least at some level, believe that there's this cabal of uh you know children files who are drinking blood and kidnapping children etc but secondly the fact that it it, it's unbelievable the the uh, power that one person can muster by kind of adopting this uh you know that they're this person and really not kind of like never really delivering on any like great news, you know, saying like, here's a scoop, you know, because oftentimes they would promise things that just don't come true. They say on this date,
1: Trump's gonna do
0: this and on that, day, and it just doesn't happen. But the people that follow it just don't seem to
1: care. Yeah, I mean, this is literally, they should have renamed it like a broken clock because it's right, like twice a day. Like he's posted thousands of things and like every 300th thing has come true. And then they lose their minds and they're like it came true it's like well they're posting seven times a day i mean if you asked me to guess lottery numbers seven times a day i'd probably guess right at least once um and so like that's like the threshold that they're that they're you know using this against what it really struck me as and i'm glad that this is what i was able to take away from it because i really thought i was just gonna sit there and like be furious the entire time is that man, oh man, we really need to encourage people to get hobbies because, (laughs) you know, I I watch this and I think these people don't necessarily want to believe this stuff or they don't, they really just need a hobby. I'm not even being funny. Like they really just needed something to pass the time that makes them feel engaged with a community and like kind of important, but it doesn't, you know, like a lot of these people are just excited that like, they're in chat rooms talking. To it's like they rediscovered the internet of the early 90s. You know, like, it's like, oh, you think this is cool? You should have been on AOL in 97. It was wild, man. Like, Now, do you personally,
0: because you have a ton of friends, I mean, they're, they're Facebook friends, so maybe you're not close with them, but do you have any people that you know who believe these theories? Oh,
1: I've blocked all of them, every single one. I refuse, I mean, you get, can- no, I blocked every single one of them. I can't. But you did. Do you, did have, a, any, a do you have any? point? Um. I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, we learned a lot about the people in our lives this past year, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, So, I mean, if I saw anyone even remotely, you know, because the, you know, it's just like, how is this going to end other than with me calling you an idiot? You know, if I think you're an idiot, then like we shouldn't we shouldn't start down the path of eventually me insulting you that there's just not going to be good for anybody. So let me let me just bow out now, you know, and I know that some people some people think, no, no, stay friends with them and help them see the light. It's like, listen, if you have reached a point in your life where you think that Hillary Clinton is a lizard woman who is drinking child blood, then nothing I say is going to snap you back to any kind of reality.
0: In their, in their defense, though, I mean, a, a, a lizard woman would wear those baggy suit pants. I mean, that that's probably the best hiding place for your tail if you are a lizard woman. So, I mean, I, I mean, if- I
1: just think I just think there's so many. The, the, the funny part is if they hated uh, Donald Trump and were into QAnon, I'd be like, OK, there might be some common ground here because um You know, like, if they thought Donald Trump was one of the kid eaters, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that, you know, and they could maybe get me on their side. It's the fact that they're like, no, 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 no. The only good guy in this situation, the one who is absolutely morally just is Donald Trump. That's when I'm like, oh, never mind then.
0: Yeah, the guy who has like a seventy-plus year history of a, a lot of selfless acts. I mean, he's really all about the people. So, um... you know,
1: like like approaching like what forty different sexual harassment uh, lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, he's the. But he's I know the, I, he's I, the moral.
0: I do know a few people who uh, who were espousing this, and again, same as you, I kind of blocked them, and and then you'd see people. I don't think people knew the you know, the hashtag save the children. I mean, I think obviously everyone is against child sex trafficking, except for me, Matt Gates. And, you know, it's like people would use that hashtag. And I think some of them didn't even know they were getting drawn into the whole conspiracy theory. It's just like, well, of course, save the children. Like who would who would be opposed to that? You know what I mean? So I think some people. It's also just people. In.
1: Yeah, it's also just people who are. Oh, God, this is going to sound mean, but you know, whatever. It's people whose lives are meaningless and worthless because they're stupid and they contribute nothing to society (laughs) wanting to feel important. You know, I mean, I don't I'm not telling them to harm themselves or anything, but I am saying like, look, the way that your life shook out, you are just not an important person. Nothing you do matters. And you're you're as stupid as they come. And that's very sad for you. But believing in lizard people is not going to change anything I just said. You know, so yeah, but yeah, it's I mean, only just, exacerbate to, just to be
0: frank, I mean, you know who would say something like that? A lizard person.
1: The, you're the That's centric, true. I'm the a lizard person. Just Listen, just, if yeah. I thought drinking baby's blood would keep me young, yeah. I'd be in that basement of that pizza place <laughs> faster than you can say pepperoni. It's
0: <laughs> well, just I, not, yeah. I would say the feedback from some of the columns you've written that people a lot of people do think you are a lizard person one
1: way or the other. So. They yes, they do think that I'm cold blooded. They don't necessarily think I'm oh. a there's a difference. All right. There's so I want difference. to talk
0: about someone who's who has starting to resemble a lizard person, although he's definitely not part of the uh, the pedophile cabal is Sylvester Stallone. So this week there was news that he joined Mar-a-Lago, um, the Trump paradise down in Florida. And a couple of things I want to say about this one, and I guess he was taking pictures with the people there. Firstly, if you were like a multimillionaire like Stallone and you could hang out wherever you wanted, why the hell would you want to hang out with just the collection of like just gross people that are hanging out at this club uh, down in Florida that's owned by Trump? Secondly, um, it does make sense to some extent because when, Over the last four years, there were a ton of Photoshop pictures of Trump with his head on Stallone's body. Right. It's a phenomenon I've never seen anywhere else. I don't see like Joe Biden's head on, you know, LL Cool J's body or whatever. That'd be pretty. Although now that you say it, we should probably we should probably work on that. But, you know, obviously that's part of the whole hero worship where you have like a guy who's morbidly obese and instead, so now please, he has. I'm to so
1: confused. Is Sylvester Stallone a, a pro Trump guy? He's always kind of been, I think,
0: but he's been kind of quiet about it. Um, oh,
1: that's so sad. Well,
0: you know what though? His brother. I was looking. I remembered the story, and I Frank. looked it up. His brother Frank, who is uh, by far the lesser of the Stallone brothers, absolutely. Uh, um, he said at one point that uh, the kid David Hogg, the one who was the Parkland shooting yeah. survivor. He said that Frank Stallone said that his classmates must have hated him and been dying to sucker punch him because he was so obnoxious.
1: Which You is know, like... the Venn diagram between old Italian men and <laughs> uh, KKK people is a circle. And I say that as an Italian person, like it's it's the 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 pipeline is is pretty, pretty open. That's. Uh, I, mean, that's a so, very, I
0: think that's a normal thing for like a 70 year old man to say to like a school shooting survivor
1: that your, your schoolmates must want to punch you. Here, I'll just say this. And I think I've said it on the podcast. Before. There's something about Italians, because at one point in this country, a bunch of white supremacists sat down all the Italians and said, look, if you guys just agree to hate black people, we won't bother you as much. And they were like, cool. Sounds good. And that's 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 the story of America. So I I think that's where this is coming from. I'm really sad because up until recently, Sylvester Stallone was the hottest man I would still agree to sleep with. So the fact that I have to take him off the list, I mean, like he was hanging in there. How how, how
0: recently do you feel like if you look at him now or,
1: you know, the last couple of years have not been great um they haven't been great but i mean i still i I mean if you haven't seen that that adult movie he made in his youth i mean my goodness what a what a talented man um there's just something about i mean he's just something about a guy who just looks like he was made out of play-doh and then hit with a blowtorch is just so appealing to me just the stupidity the idiocy and the fact that like he just refuses to stop working and he has no dignity at all when it comes to like reviving anything he ever did that was popular like he will make nine million more rambo movies like he's never he'll never stop he'll be like i don't i'll make i'll make them you know like it's just so funny it's it's just i don't know there's something about it i just really admire well just because we're delving
0: into that i will say the aging celebrity who's gotten a lot of plastic surgery who i still think is really attractive is the 79
1: year old raquel welch you know what's so funny that you say that? I just watched her Muppet Show episode last night. Um, <laughs> I watch I watch a little bit of the Muppet Show every night, and let me tell you something: Do not let your children watch the Muppet Show episode with Raquel Welch because it is the horniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. She essentially assaults Fozzie. Um, she every every Muppet on the show. It ends with all of them huddled around her, and it looks as though they're humping her.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, that's that's very offensive is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's highly
1: highly offensive.
0: Very But yeah, so- the
1: whole episode is that is re- all the muppets wanting to bone Raquel Welsh.
0: That's offensive. Speaking of offensive, you wanted to talk about now you as always you send me to uh, Google trying to find out who people are cuz you want to talk about them. And this is a, a beauty YouTuber. Now, I have a long list of beauty YouTubers who I follow. They're like, how to buff your head when you're old and bald. But uh, this I guy... Told I told you that
1: I would buff your head whenever you wanted. <laughs> you just had to ask. And you said, Kevin, I've told you once, I've told you a million times, please keep the restraining order <laughs> in mind.
0: But this was someone I'd never heard of. James Charles, is that—is
1: that, is that mm-hmm. the correct name? Yep. Okay,
0: so tell me what, what this guy's been up to because you think he's a
1: heel. Uh, well, first of all, as you know, I have no respect for anyone who's made a living on either YouTube or TikTok. I, I hate that TikTok exists because it's made me appreciate YouTubers more. It's like, the <laughs> you know, the devil, you know. Um, but he's like one of the early ones. He's a makeup person. He always has drawn. He's kind of known for always having to write notes, app apologies for saying something stupid. And he's just clearly, you know, like there's makeup, but really it's all about attention. And recently it's come to light. And the only reason I want to talk about this, because it recently came to light that he has been grooming and and inappropriately messaging underage boys, okay. Um, Now, the reason I wanted to talk about it was because on Twitter, a bunch of people have been saying, why isn't this a bigger story? Why isn't this a bigger story? And their take on it was, you know, it's because he has money or YouTube has money and they're trying to protect him. And it was all these kind of like, and, and I don't think that's a wild suggestion that if somebody has money that like an industry or a corporation might try to protect them. What I thought was interesting is that nobody considered That the reason this isn't a bigger story is because outside of a certain sphere of people, nobody knows who this person is. Right. And so it can't be a bit like you, like you said, like I don't know who this is. So the reason it won't lead the local news the way it would if like they were talking about, you know, George Clooney is because nobody knows who this person is. And if you have to, if you have to start a news story by explaining everybody involved then it just, it's not going to make the news. And so I thought it was really interesting because I think, I always find it fascinating when like somebody like this guy who is rich and who to some people, to a lot of people probably would be considered famous, is, behaves badly and is then protected by the fact that they're not as well known. Right. You know, I, I find that super interesting that like he could be in a lot more trouble, but he's not. Because, like, he's not as widely known outside of certain circles. And you can't make that argument on Twitter because nobody on Twitter wants to hear that anyone Twitter has decided is famous is actually not famous.
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, again, a while back, there was something similar happened with um, a beauty YouTuber named Jeffree Star, who I'm sure you'd know really well. And I think yes. you've oh, talked yeah, about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. But what happened to me when that thing broke was, I was a huge fan of uh, cable access TV back in the day. You know, when you didn't have a ton of channels and then channel yeah. 13 and 18 and 19 on your local cable access, they were basically anyone that wanted a show could have a show. And there was a guy named Jeffrey Star, who was a local guy who was, uh, he, I think he claimed he was like a psychic. And he had the creepiest show of all time. And I thought it was him. I was so excited to see that he had he had been resurrected but unfortunately, it was uh, the YouTube star, Jeffree Star. I was very oh, disappointed. Oh. I'm sorry.
1: I was very upset. Very upset. I will. T- can I just But talk- Now, you know, but, you know, every week I'm going to teach you about a new YouTube personality.
0: <laughs> well, I want to say this. When I was a kid, there were all these, There were all these. Now, this is the 80s. So this is when cable access was really like hitting its stride. And in Rhode Island, there were two cable access shows. One was a guy who was Tea with marie you no know, what one was the huge guy was the huge kiss fan and okay. he was like a heavy set guy who would wear kiss t-shirts and he would just hold up the albums and he and talked like this oh the album destroyer came out in 1977 and it was like so there was that guy and there was this woman who had a star trek show and she was really tiny and she would dress in a star trek costume like spock or or whatever, McCoy, and talk about Star Trek. So I remember bringing this up to my best friend. Why haven't we had either one of them on the podcast? Are they dead? I brought this up to my best friend, and he told me, A, that these two people were married in real life, and B, the reason he knew was because the Star Trek woman was his cousin... And when she was a kid, the parents did not send her to school. Instead, they locked her in a room and just turned the TV on. And she never went to school. So this is why she was such an expert in Star Trek. So to me, those people are a lot You're more interesting than the the beauty YouTubers. I mean, that's just me. But those are the kind of people I find interesting.
1: Well, no, I mean, it's true because there is this thing, right, of like, you know, like, like who until just recently, I don't think anyone understood how big of a celebrity Alex Trebek was. You know, like there was this thing when he revealed that he was sick where people were like, can you believe how many people are like, you know, upset about this? It's like, yeah, because, you know, you can be the biggest movie star in the world, but that means people are spending what, like two, three hours with you a year, unless they're like reading about you in magazines. If you're someone like Alex Trebek or Oprah Winfrey when she had her show, like you're in people's homes every day for an hour, right? And so, like at that point, you go beyond celebrity. Like they think they know you, um, like they actually feel affection and stuff for it. It's not even like an admiration of you; it's like an actual affection. And so, I think that's kind of what happens because some of these YouTube people and TikTok people, like they're putting out daily content, right? You know, I mean, it's how I feel about podcasters that I like. I would, I, I can't really say I would not be able to keep it together. If I ran into like Julia, I love Julia Roberts, but I don't know if, you know, I could probably keep it together, but like the podcasters that I listen to, who I listen to every day. Like if I if I ever came in contact with them, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be so excited. <laughs> Your voice is. If you're... I ever met Brett Davy in real life, I don't know what I would do.
0: I'm gonna send you a YouTube compilation of the Jeffree Star that I'm talking about. It's you you will you will he will at some point inform some kind of character that you do because he's such an odd But
1: can we have him on the show is the question. I think
0: he's still alive. And I I just looked, it said he graduated high school fifth almost fifty years ago, so he's not a... He's not not that old. He's not a young guy. All right. So I want to talk about uh, um, the guy that I don't know. Everyone remembers Fauci, obviously, and Bix, but there was the other dude, Robert Redfield, and he
1: had the like kind of Abe Lincoln This has become like the immunity Beatles, (laughs) like who they kicked out of the band before they went. (laughs) And he he
0: had the like, he was like a heavy set bald dude with, and he had the Abe Lincoln beard. I mean, if that helps. So he was one of the people that kind of stood around helplessly and shrugged while Trump was making wild claims about how he could treat. Covid, So but he was a former director of the CDC. So, you know, those guys, a lot of the people that served under Trump are struggling to find work. And so he's basically lending his scientific credibility to this company that says it uh, has these ion generating fans that kill the covid virus. The cost of the fan, Kev, nine thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. That's fine. Great investment. But my favorite part is the name of the company is big ass fans that's the name of it so it's just funny that for me these guys go go from working at the highest level just another day in the patent office they're fighting (laughs) off a pandemic then he's like next thing on my cv yep consulting that big ass fans so
1: you know it's a really good thing i'm not a millionaire because just out of spite i would start something called like medium ass fans just to be like and i would just sell it for half the price (laughs) being like (laughs) It'll only kill like 30% less COVID, but like it's way cheaper. So like, you know, do you want to roll the dice?
0: Um, in America with the, uh,
1: with the obesity, it's big ass bands or nothing, pal. I feel bad for, you know, I got to say, I feel bad for Dr. Burks or whatever. I think she kind of got the raw end of the deal because all those people, because it's like, you know, they're like, can you believe these people didn't say anything? It's like the, the, the leader of the free world is at the podium. There are people with guns all around whose only job is to shoot you if he looks at you the wrong way and what did you want them to do storm the podium like most of them did clarify anything he said after it's like you should have stopped him it's like stopped him how he's like it's like it's like saying you should have stopped that toddler from throwing up like what do you want me to do i can can try to like i can try to clean the mess up after i can't i can't put it back down his throat you know like it's just wild yeah i think i, I do feel that and,
0: and those people i mean obviously that they have to be political to some extent because they made it that far but also you know they do have a science background i mean they're, they're trying
1: to um you know like their some- logic of like i can maybe get i can maybe stop this train from derailing all the way if i stay whereas if I quit? And I think there's logic to that. If you quit, like, the idea that like, oh, if they quit, that's really going to send a message. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. They
0: would be forgotten
1: so fast. Immediately. Immediately. Anytime anybody resigns in protest, it's like, okay, I mean, Yes, that might send up a flare, but when the White House is already on fire, what good is a flare going to do, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think there is some wind of wisdom in being like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to let this idiot say whatever he wants. And behind the scenes, I'm going to do my best to, like, try to do. And there's a really great article in The New Yorker about Dr. Burks And, like, she did a lot of good stuff kind of covertly and without people noticing while all this was happening, uh, you know, to try to counter some of that. So I, I just think she got a raw deal. I feel bad. Yeah, no question
0: about it. So you wanted to talk about, and I wanted to make this a little wider discussion about how The Voice has never produced a star. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. You're taking, and I'm, I'm have you ever
1: watched The Voice? Bro? I have.
0: That's the one where the, the, oh, the okay. chairs turn around, right? <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Ki- Is it?
1: I, I can't I- take how cute you are. Yes, I can't take how cute you are sometimes. It really oh, yeah sometimes like sometimes i'm just kidding when i flirt with you but other times i just want to like i just want to take you to a nice inn in vermont and like just walk along a brook that's uh, i'm
0: I'm flattered because you just spoke about like how the decrepit uh sylvester stallone still turned you on so
1: i feel like i'm in great oh no there's no competition i would take you over sly any day (laughs) um also, Brett, if I if I told you that we were gonna go to a nice weekend away in Vermont and that when we got there there was gonna be a pizza waiting for you, <laughs> what, what, what say? I, what say you? The got? odds just went up. The odds just went way up. Oh, there so. you go. But no, um. So the reason I bring this up, so Ariana Grande is gonna be a host on The Voice, which kind of got a little bit of attention because they haven't. Uh, I mean, I guess I should say they've had some A-list people on there, but I would say she's one of the bigger people they've ever had that they've had judge in a while. Um. But, you know, COVID, pandemic, nothing going on. Girl needs to make a buck. Like, you know, it'll take her a month to film the whole thing. Um, But when she got on the show, it gave it this renewed burst of publicity and people were writing about it. And so what ended up happening was people started to say, hey, you know, this will be like the 20th season. And nobody from this show has ever become a superstar. They've had a couple people who have like, like Cassidy Pope, who like, who've done okay, mostly in country music, you know. But like they have not produced um, and say what you want about American Idol, which has also not produced a superstar in a while. But, you know, in the heyday, it produced Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and Jennifer Hudson and, and even people like Clay Aiken kind of wound up becoming big names. Um, the Voice has never done that ever. They've never had one single person that had even so much as a number one single. So um, and actually what was interesting was that some of the judges even kind of came out and said yeah, you know, we do get frustrated that like, you know, we we work really hard on, you know, like coaching these people and doing all this stuff and then none of them have hit. And I think it's something about the music industry. I think in general, it's just a lot harder now. You know, when, when American Idol first started, you kind of could shoehorn people onto the radio. Um, also the American Idol uh, people initially had Clive Davis, uh, you know, when they would come out and Clive Davis was a hit maker. But I just find it fascinating because, I remember for years with American Idol and then with The Voice, the line that was always said was, you know, because everybody would go, well, who's judging? Who's judging? This person's judging this person's. And and the producers would say, it's really not about the judges. It's about the contestants. And clearly, that is not true. Clearly, nobody's watching for these contestants. Like, I mean, they might they might watch in the moment, but like, clearly nobody cares. I just find it fascinating because I think I said I told this story on the podcast before, then I was when I was doing the hustler and I was on the plane coming back from LA, the woman in front of me made the stewardess, the sorry, the flight attendant, get on the horn because she was so excited because her brother had just come in second place on the voice, and she was sure he was going to have a record deal and <laughs> and, and become famous. And everyone on the plane was like rolling their eyes at this woman, being like, You're <laughs> out of your mind. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. But I did remember thinking, I'm like, but isn't that wild? This is a show that is watched by millions of people, millions of people. And her brother came in second. And yes, it's been on for 20 years. But isn't it wild that we all like roll our eyes at that? That Like, you know, nobody is impressed by that anymore. I am.
0: I'll tell you that I last year or the year before I went to go see I was on Christmas Day. I went to go. see. I guess it was a year and a half ago. I went to go see Little Women on Christmas Day because my girlfriend Christine had worked on that movie as the food stylist and she got like a good amount of publicity around it. So we went to go see it at the theater in Boston, and there was a dance scene at the finishing school that one of the girls got sent away to. And in the middle of the dance scene, I hear I hear this like uh, woman like three rows behind us. She sounds like she's having an orgasm. She's just ooing and eyeing and making all these noises. And then when the movie ended, she stood up and her, she was standing next to this young guy, and she said, this is my son. He was dancer number three in the scene at the at the finishing school. And I just thought I oh thought that was God. I, firstly, he looked like he was gonna die. And two, I thought it was the best. It's like, Jesus Christ, we gotta celebrate something for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Like if that was
1: my kid, I would have been happy too. So I applaud the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can be happy. Why the fuck do I need to know about it? I don't care. You can be as happy as you want. You can buy your little dancing son a cake for all I care. I don't care. I don't want to know about it. I'm not interested. Like if your son does, like you have to understand. And I don't think I'm alone in this. My threshold for what will impress my cynical ass is in the stratosphere. So like, unless you want an Oscar, I just truly do not care. We are living in an era where your kid can go on TikTok and lip sync to a song I've never heard. And half a billion people will watch. I want to. I got to so call like,
0: bullshit on this because I like. I once posted a picture of myself in like a tank top with my shoulders showing, and you're still talking about it six months later. So don't tell me that you're not okay, easily listen, impressed. Let's listen. Just,
1: let's be honest. There is a. Di- I, I, what impresses me and what makes me thirsty are two completely <laughs> different things. If you want to talk about what makes me thirsty, the threshold is very, very low. okay. If you want to talk about what impresses oh. me. The threshold is very All right, very let me high. write
0: this down. Thirsty, a column, and then, all right, impressed. Got it. By the way,
1: when I tell you all, I will never share this with you because it's a prize possession, listeners, but Brett, <laughs> he's, he's downplaying this. What he sent me was this little boomerang, and he doesn't have, like, a shirt on, and his shoulders are out, and he's, like, kind of doing a little dance. And when I tell you my basement flooded, I mean, it. they had to call in FEMA. <laughs> like, it was It was. I feel like it they was had, just... that
0: was an act of self-preservation, and I'll tell you why, because... This show has basically turned into my weekly therapy session. Like, I don't care if like nine people listen to it. I, it makes me feel good, so I got to kind of keep you wrapped, hooked in. Like by two or three years from now, you know what
1: I love about guys? I love about guys your age is that you get to an age like when guys are young. Like when I was in my twenties, if I hit on like my twenty-year-old guy friends when I was twenty, like Kev, stop! Oh, and you can tell it made him uncomfortable. I felt bad as I get older, it's great because like, I know me, like, I don't care who you are. If you want to tell me I look good, pl- I'm begging <laughs> you. Like, I will never be mad. It's the one thing that I think really separates, like, it's wh- it's why women don't understand why men don't think it's a big deal when construction wor- workers whistle at them, because we put ourselves in their shoes and we're like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Like, if I walked down the street and people were literally whistling at me, I can't even. I'd be like a. I'd be like a millionaire. I wouldn't even know what to do. You would be like Mary Tyler Moore, like flinging your hat in the air in slow motion. Yeah, like I have never in my life walked anywhere and had somebody call from a moving car, like, "Hey, baby, you look so good." And so when women are like, can you believe that? Like it ruined my whole day. I'm like, I, no, I, I can't believe it. Because that would literally be the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire well, I life. Can tell- and I, and I, like, I understand why. But it's just like, it's like you have to understand, like men just view all this very Well,
0: I have to say that it's not a recent development. I told you that years ago, there was a guy who, um, who had said something to a coffee shop owner about me, because he'd been watching me out the window when I right. walked, and I wasn't offended by that. I was offended by it that his nickname for me was cute but dumb, and I was like, he doesn't even know me. That's the part that got me really, really upset. So it's, never, okay, it's not To a be a, fair, a
1: I, thing it was just I, I, I was very yeah. Excited. But here's the thing, the sexiest thing ever is a guy who looks dumb and then isn't because dumb is kind of hot. So like I see what he was getting so I, at. I like, looked, you I do, look dumb. Okay, no, pictures of you when you were younger. (laughs) You don't look dumb now, but when you were younger. I was drunk all the time. I had my mouth open. That might be what it was. Maybe that's what it was. But, like, you look like the stupidest person ever. That being said, (laughs) I would have... You think I'm thirsty for you now. I would have been out of my mind thirsty back then. I would have... I don't even know what I would have done. And then... And you know, truthfully, it's a good thing you're not that dumb because you might have you. It would have been like ET. I would have just had to leave Reese's pieces for you in the forest, <laughs> and you would have just fell into a cave that or something. That would still work, probably. Anyway, if you if you, if you hit you know, the, it might you love Reese's that pieces, that would still work.
0: So, briefly, I just want to talk about this because I want to get your perception of if these things work or not. And so, it was the announcement that Will Smith uh, he was planning on filming a movie in Georgia um and i hate to say this it was a runaway slave thriller which i cannot watch any more runaway slave movies i'm sorry i just can't yeah, yeah. But, uh,
1: and apparently and apparently it is written by a white guy which yeah 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 y- 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 yikes like yeah oh boy. so
0: so anyway georgia obviously had passed some incredibly uh, restrictive new voting regulations aimed to stop people from voting that they didn't want to vote so scheduled to start this summer and uh, and now it's not going to film in Georgia. So, do you think those kinds of protests are effective? Um, do you think they
1: move the needle? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Stacy Abrams knows more about this than I do, and Stacy Abrams says this is not a good idea because uh, when you pull, when you create economic consequences like this, the people that are hurt first and foremost, and usually the greatest, are the people that you are trying to advocate for, right? Like the, the disenfranchised people. So I, I understand that. It is tricky though, because this is the stuff that gets attention, right? right? right. So, so I I agree with what she's saying and it's just unfortunate because, um, you know, this is now a big news story. People are talking about it and it sounds really severe. Um, and so, I, 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 you know, I know that I think like it is good to amplify other answers and other ways of doing this. But, you know, a movie star pulling his movie out of your state is is a big deal. Georgia is a huge, huge film capital. It's where they film a bunch of Marvel movies other than London. Um, a lot of movie stars have houses there because of how much stuff they film. So, I mean, to me, maybe the solution is Will Smith donating $5 million to Stacey Abrams's group. You know, like maybe that would, you know, get more uh, money uh, to them. But um, I I get it. I get that, like, you know, that behind the scenes, it's going to do more harm. But this is the kind of stuff that will get you in a newspaper, you know, so it's 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 tricky. Yeah, I'm a little, but I'm a little I don't far, I mean, the movie in general. I'm like, I, I do think that, you know, obviously, with the all
0: star game as, uh, as well, I just think, obviously, you got to shine a spotlight on this because in this day and age where we have no attention span whatsoever, it's like these, you know, restrictions got put in place. They were passed because they got their ass handed to them, and they lost two Georgia Senate seats. And so I'm not sure how much it helps, but I think nowadays it's more important because literally people remember things for like eight seconds, you know,
1: the only, and the only thing I would say, and it's funny that Stacey Abrams doesn't make this case, but I think it's because it's the, again, it's the cynical case is like, look, I don't think when these people pass these laws, they weren't considering that it was gonna cost them money. I think they don't care. I think they hate black people. I think they hate gay people. I think they certainly hate trans people and trans youth. Uh, I think they hate Asian people and Latinx people. And I think that hatred, they are willing to die for it. So I think threatening them with money is not the case. It might make the moderates angry who only you know who voted for Trump for the taxes. But the thing is, we're talking about Georgia, where we won a lot of those people over in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I I, think if you're talking about the really, really diehard racists who, you know, these are people who a lot of times are religiously motivated. You know, they think that they are God's gift and that being white is sort of the same as being Jesus, even though Jesus wasn't white. And so uh, I don't know how effective boycotts and all that stuff is anyway, when, all these people look at the same articles that we look at. They, they look at the same statistics. They know this is not good for business. Right. They know it. They know it's not. And they did it anyway, because I think ultimately what they think is that once they're in power, um, if you don't want to do business with them, that's just fine because there are other people who will.
0: Right. And I think I, I will say this, that I think one of the end games over the last several years for the GOP is they know that they're ideas are very unpopular they know their voter base is shrinking and will continue to shrink and this is why they've had such a push for the judiciary because when push comes to shove with all this and lawsuits are filed etc they'd rather be in front of a judge that was appointed by trump and 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 selected by the federalist society than a judge who
1: was chosen on his his or her merits. they are very i mean the thing is they're very good at playing the long game and there is no boycott that has ever lasted five years you know so, um, they're probably, you know, most, and most economic punishments don't, you know, they're only good for short-term damage. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I would just so. say in
0: closing that if you we will see, if you want to see how long I can boycott Reese's pieces and your, the cage that you're going to set up <laughs> five in, days, in the woods, five, hours. five hours, even that might feel, giving me a little too much credit.
1: I'm going to drive by Brett Davies house tonight. <laughs> I am going to I am going to be wearing nothing but Reese's PC is glued to my body <laughs> and you are going to see this man go gay so fast. It's going to make your head spin. <laughs> he is going to, he is going to run out with a rainbow boa and a sparkly tank top. And it's going to be gore. It's going to be beautiful. All right, be I will be, be be waiting. I'm here. And I'm going to take him to Warwick mall <laughs> and it is going to be peak Brett and Kevin contest. Oh, this is
0: great. All right. I'm in.
1: Fantastic. I guess
0: you should wrap it up here. Cause that's your thing.
1: Oh, are we, are we? did we hit I all the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we have everything. So uh, thank you all for listening. Please come back again for another episode of me harassing Brett Davey. Um Again, I say this every week, if you have photos of Brett in any sort of scandalous outfit revealing, he's talked about sw- swimming nude at least 17 times on this podcast. So the fact that nobody has pictures is shocking, shocking to me. Come on people. <laughs> I know there were Polaroid cameras in the nineties. What were you all doing? <laughs> Um, Please send them my way uh, and like and comment.